don't need you making all them weird rackets when I'm when I'm trying to trying to uh, hone in my my turkey call practice. You know what I mean? You gonna do better than that, huh? You gonna do better than that? The striker's crooked, son. That's how I didn't break it. Uh, you probably sat on it out in the woods. I I don't think I carried that turkey call, but maybe three times. Why 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 didn't you fire it up? I got you to call for me. That you to call, boy. Well, you know what? I would say you call for yourself this year, but just like when I said you need to find your own hunting spot, that didn't happen either. So I guess I'll probably be calling for you again. Hey, might as well. Why why break up tradition? No. Ooh, son, you know that Joker would come in and run. That Joker would be running to me, boy. Joker might be a light trot. Well, that's all I want him to do. He probably up there on top of that ridge strutting. Way back in the studio. Back in the saddle again. Back in black. I hit the slack. Uh, We've been out of the studio the last two podcasts. And, uh, man, we got some good feedback from the last two. I'm super I, I was, pumped. I was thinking, I was thinking today about the one we did with old James. And yeah. right there at the end, about the last 10, 15 minutes, that old tater dog. <laughs> I, I, I had to go back and listen to see how loud it was. And that dog just come busting through that baby he gate. He did, didn't he? And just come running up and buck slapping. You can hear him every now and then. He's like, <laughs> And just snort. That's one of them uh, Boston Terriers. Or his daddy calls it a mini boxer. That's a mini boxer, son. A mini boxer. Yeah. That thing will bite you, son. It's like an old men pen and uh, what's some other type of old miniature dog? Chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a miniature dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, old Tater, son, he'll eat your tail up, too. I remember the first time. I I ever tried to pet him. I walked up and reached over that gate James has got at his house. Yeah. I went down to pet that joker. He just gnawed on the top of my finger. Just gnarled it up, didn't he? We we went over there that day and we was all sitting in the living room and old Tater was in the kitchen and Daddy just kept looking at little old G Money going, G Money, that dog will eat you up. Them dogs has got that mashed in nose. That mashed face. And them big old eyeballs. They all they all wild. I mean, they wild as firecrackers, son. They, I, yeah, they yeah. are pretty wild. But they're they usually all pretty smart too. Yeah. Probably that their eyes is bugging out because the brain's pushing on them, pushing their eyes out of <laughs> their socket. They got a big old brain inside there. We've had we've had two boxers, and I've noticed with those boxers, them jokers get all excited and they get turning that body in like a yeah. U. Yeah, that scrunch the oh, body in. Ain't no way that's comfortable. Yeah. I, I, most of all the boxers I've seen's done that. Yeah, they, they walk up to you sideways. Yeah, like yo, what up? Sort of like old turkey when he struts. You know, come sideways up on the other gobbler. Like what up, cuh? You yeah. want some of this? Boxers and turkeys. We just hey. we just connected the breed of boxer dog and the hey. wild turkey together. I, let me go ahead and tell y'all, podcast listeners, this podcast air air air. Every episode, our episode, is about to get turkey heavy, son. It took you a while to say that. I'm talking turkey 
heavy because it, it's upon us. It, I done heard a bird gobble. Buck called me two days ago. He said, Daddy, I just got off the tractor over here at the barn, and there's one hammered over there. I said, well, where was he at? He said, I couldn't tell. I said, Dad, bum, son. You got to know where the bird's gobbling at when he gobbles. And uh, I talked to our buddy Chris today. He's riding down the road on the phone. I was, son, there, there, there they go, Nillis. There <laughs> they go. They out there. Old Chris. Them old, them old gobblers, son. They. I ain't heard the first gobble. Of course you ain't. I ain't even been out you, in the wilderness. You ain't going to hear no gobble laid up in the bed. What is it you always tell us? You can't kill them on the couch. That's right. Can't kill them in the bed, son. Can't kill them in the bed. Which is funny because the first time I ever killed a turkey, I was awoken from the couch. Oh, I know it. That, that, that was a great night. A great evening. Evening, yeah. Um. So, so tell the folks what you've been doing since uh, we ain't been in the studio. Well, let's see. We had a podcast. We did the podcast with Luke and them. Yeah, well, since, you ain't got to tell them that. No, they no, listen to that. I'm rethinking in my brain. Okay. Ever since then, we went coon hunting one more good time. Right. Up in our merchy, up there right. in the mountainous areas. Yeah. We took a, we took some new felt some new people with us. We had some some babies out there, some youngins. Yeah, I can't wait to. Uh, I'm gonna try to line up and talk about that whole weekend because that whole weekend deserves to be on one whole podcast. That coon hunt that Friday night. Oh, and you and then that squirrel hunt that Sunday. Yeah, I forgot you went on the squirrel that, hunt. That whole that whole weekend needs to be on one podcast. So. Which, which talking about squirrel hunt just made me remember. I got about three weeks left till I get that dog. I, t- I told Buck if he'll get them puppies eating food, then they good to go. Well, they good to go. I can't even get Buck to send me a picture of my dog. He sent me a video. He ain't sent night. me nothing. He, they, I wanted, asked him to send me a picture, and he sent me a picture. I'm gonna say it's probably last week or the week before, and he had that heat lamp on, and it sent me a picture of my of a dog. I can't specify if it was mine or not. They all look pretty much the same. Right. I was like, I can't tell nothing from that picture. That that dog got red glow everywhere. I told him to take that heat lamp off my dog, or you mess up his brain. Every time you talk, I'm just gonna work this call, son. Why? It's practice time. Every time you talk, I'm on a mouth. I'm gonna work on my mouth turkey calling. He uh, he he sent me a video of one of them little dogs propped up on his leg. No, that dog was treat. Looked like he was. It barked too. Really? Get you some of that. So I guess right now they walking on their own then. Oh, them little boogers is pitching a fit, son. Them little boogers is pitching a fit. He he won't even. I, I want to go over and see him, but well, why man, don't you? Ain't nobody trying to drive all the way through that Kennesaw. <laughs> the speed limit ain't no higher than 35 all the way to his house. So what else, what else you been doing? We went we went to the National Wild Turkey Federation convention yeah. up in Nashville. Up in Nashville, Tennessee. That was that, was, the, that uh, was that was up there at the Opryland. Red-blooded outdoors in Nashville. In Nashville. So. How did how did you like how I know I know it trips y'all out. 
But how did y'all like how we went to a teetotal different city that you ain't never been to before, and we drove straight to the place, went in there and did what we had to do, and come straight back home. <laughs> we drove what three hours? It was about three and a half. About three and a half hours. We left the house. I'm gonna say around five fifteen. Yeah, something like that. Because I didn't wake up till four forty-five. Yeah. So we left the house about five fifteen. Got there about eight. I'm gonna say eight thirty. Right, right. Gates opened at nine. We went in there, did our thing. I think we left at one. Well, uh, Nashville time. It went back an hour, so we left at uh, like one thirty their time. And they're behind us an hour? Yeah. So our time would be 2.30. Yeah. We left. Regardless, we was there three or four hours maybe. We was there. Yeah, we was there about four and a half hours. Because we got there at, we got there at eight something their time. Because we got to be there for the Pledge of Allegiance mm-hmm. before we went in and the, the prayer. Morning, morning prayer, yeah. And then it opened at nine. And yeah, so it was about one thirty, one forty-five yeah. their time when we left. Regardless, then we walked to the truck and come straight back home. Got in the we truck. was home before dark. Oh, sure was. We left before daylight. Was home before dark. Got got back in the truck and hammered down, son. Our plan was to stay up there and come back Saturday. Right. But be honest with you, that, that it really wasn't what I thought it would be. Right. I mean, I could see if you was like going up there to watch all the shows and stuff they was putting on, mm-hmm. and you went up there for the whole convention. I, s- I feel like being there more than three or four hours would so, kind so, of tire you out. So for the people listening that don't know, the NWTF stands for National Wild Turkey Federation, and their their goal is to <clears throat> provide conservation. Uh, help populate the the wild turkey in North America. Things of that nature. Everything to do with the wild turkey is uh more hunting opportunities. All that good stuff is uh that's their goal. That's what they do. That's all they do. Nonprofit organization. Yeah, nonprofit. But you know the thing the thing about the NWTF to me is. They seem so big. They they seem more like a company to me. That's what I was gonna say. They seem more like a corporation. Yeah, than than Less. they do a, a an or charitable organization. They've just got so humongous. Which it with them being that big, I guess that's a good thing. Well, in perspective, in words of the turkey population. Because with them being that big, they have more of an impact and different natural or environmental stuff that goes on. Well, I think I think them being that big too, though. There's a now. This is not for me knowing anybody on the inside, but just some reading and stuff I've done on them is they got a lot of political stuff going on inside the organization and. it it just it it seems so distant now. I know they donated some money not too long back to the state of Georgia to help buy some land here in the county we live in, and an adjacent county that uh, goes to some public land 
that we have the opportunity to hunt and i'm really grateful for that but all in all in the grand scheme of things what they do uh just seems distant to me you know what i mean because i I hunt turkeys hard and and everywhere everywhere i can right like like you you live and breathe turkey hunting it's a and it it you know i just i don't feel their outreach for as big as they are and the the show that they put on the the bright lights and everything i don't really feel their outreach that much tell you the truth now it's all about the turkey and the habitat it's not about cornbread yeah and what he gets to experience i get it but uh yeah i just don't he he haul with them too much i think they're too big now that that's what i was about to say i feel like of course, I, I ain't read much on them or nothing like that, really. But when you, I feel like when you start like an organization or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Your goal is to get big, to really. I, I would believe your goal is to get what? fairly big, right? To better help people get to know your calls and stuff like that. So, so is what you're saying? You believe your goal is to be big so you can have more outreach. That. That's what that's yeah. if I was to start something right. like the NWTF, my goal would have been to become bigger to reach more people about right. the problem at hand. Okay, which is the, which the, is the conservation of wild turkey. Okay, I get you. I can feel that. But I feel like what has happened here is that, and of course, I ain't read much on it or nothing. But I feel like a lot of places their goal is that, but then they get so big. That they start having a that other big companies and stuff like that start playing a role in their company. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And they sort of get that. No, I don't really know how to say it, but they sort of get a taste of the money. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're like, they think they're all. Which I'm not saying NWTF is like this. Right. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the ego of the company grows, and they start getting into more other stuff that they shouldn't be focused on yeah. instead of just focusing on the main goal yeah like i said i'm not in depth in the in the workings of them and whatnot like that um so i, I can't really it for me without beating a dead horse they just seem like a, a organization that is far away from me it don't seem grassroots yeah, you don't have that sort of personal type connection yeah to it. it don't seem grassroots what it don't i i can't think of i can't think of a, something like an organization like that that feels grassroots really well have you really looked into any other type of organization that you could be a part of not but what i'm saying is there's i, I don't there's no other organization that's sort of thrown or sort of always there that that's noticed you see uh, what i'm saying yeah like it's there's not an organization that i wouldn't have to search to find one right there's there's just not there's not an organization that you wouldn't have to search to find one yeah you see you see what i'm saying no i don't like there's not an organization where when i go to the store scrolling through facebook or something that right. i'm just all the time seeing this oh okay something yeah. where if i say hey you know a place that does this i can't just right off the top of my head well have you seen this yeah I, I don't i can't think of a place like that oh so you mean like oh here's here's an organization here's a charity 
that's speaking solely in outdoors, the outdoor world. Yeah. That's doing some good. Here they are. Check them out. Is yeah. that what you mean? Without having to, to get in depth. Without having to go on Google and look up yeah. charities for hunting or turkey conservation charities or something like that. I got you. See what I'm saying? Yeah. There you go. Just well, everything that's around that just seems yeah, really. like there's not enough pressure. Sort of pressure. I don't know if pressure would be the right word. I don't think it is. Not enough. What? You're losing me. Yeah. I'm just going to stop there because <laughs> now I don't know. I'm a, I'm looking at you over there on this on this microphone and his head. You have got some luscious locks now. How long are you gonna let your hair get until it falls out? Son. Until it just falls. I thought about putting a perm in it. Oh man! See, I got I got the stuff in there to do a perm. I just ain't done it. Been so busy, I ain't got time. If you gonna do a perm, it's gonna be when you move out. I'm not you, even this dealing with that. starting to get to me. I might trade in the Ranger on a T-top Trans Am. It, just go crazy, <laughs> son. <laughs> if, if you do a perm, it's got to be a tight perm like old Kenny G. Kenny G? And, and if you do that, I will buy you a camouflage flute. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, I think I he will, played the clarinet, didn't he? I think Kenny G plays all them them instruments like that. I don't Kenny G don't play, son. Kenny, I think Kenny G can roll all of it. Kenny I, Kenny G can actually, because me and a teacher was talking about this not long ago. Kenny G can actually like breathe in through his nose and out through his mouth at the same time. Try it real quick. I can't. Try it real quick. No. If you, I know I can't do it because if I get to running for a little while, it's hard for me to even breathe in through my mouth. If you run a tight perm, uh-huh. if, if you get you a tight perm, I will buy you a mossy oak bottomlands, a, a, a dang oboe that's been dipped in mossy oak bottomland. Our clarinet. An oboe? <laughs> what in the world is an oboe? An oboe is that thing they play. Like when the snake charmers is is charming the the king cobra. Oh yeah, that that right there is definitely. I was looking it up. That's definitely what Kenny G is playing. Is an oboe? Definitely. And I think he's playing a clarinet with a microphone on the bottom of it. Let's see. No. Yeah, he's definitely well, playing an oboe. All right. Well, get soprano r- saxophone. That's what Kenny G is playing. All right. Run you a tight perm. Mm-hmm. I mean a tight perm, and that thing needs to look like it is slap glistening, son. I'm talking that. Th- <laughs> that thing needs to ha- have some glaring glisten on it. And I'll buy you a, 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 a what is it? A soprano saxophone. A soprano saxophone. Why are you looking outside? That, there's something blinking over in the woods. Sail tire. Uh, a soprano saxophone dipped in mossy oak. Bottom land. I go ahead and tell you right now, you won't never catch me playing a saxophone. But will we catch you running a tight, greasy, glary perm? You would catch me doing that, glistening, but not playing a saxophone. <laughs> I might, I might, I might play a banjo or something. But a banjo don't really go with a perm. No, no. I feel like you could get away with like an electric guitar with a perm. Harfie. Now, if you grow you some big old mutton chops, I think if you grow you some mutton chops, you could still have the perm and play the banjo. No, I feel like if you had some mutton chops, you'd have to do something like drums. 
Because so. mutton chops, that's a, that's a manly thing. Mutton chops are. So, I mean. Are you yeah. saying a perm ain't manly? I mean, a perm's manly in the sense of a mullet. Now, if you have a perm, you have to have a mullet perm. You can't just have, like, regular old hair permed. That's not, no, that's not acceptable. Oh, my gosh, Cooney. <laughs> I think, I think while you're laying there asleep at night, I'll just come in there and just snip the, the, the middle of that dang mop you got off. You ain't going to be able to, trust me. So, we went up there to Nashville. Would you? That's your first time going up there. We went to the sports show uh, for NWTF. And what that is is they have a bunch of vendors. It's got new uh, hunting stuff out, you know, turkey calls galore. People, well, there's, more than, there's more than turkey calls up there, too. I mean, oh, yeah. You got them people up there a lot. I noticed a lot of duck calls. Oh yeah, Out, outfitters, people selling deer hunts, duck hunts. I talked to a guy that was selling a dad blasted iguana hunt with a BB gun down in Miami. Yeah, he said, "Hey man, let me talk to you about this iguana hunt." I said, "What? Well, where's it at?" He said, "In Miami." I said, "Miami's deep, son." Yeah, he said, "Deep." I said, yeah, that's a long way. <laughs> Miami's a long way, son. That is. That's that's a hot minute from here. But I mean selling all kinds of hunts, just left and right. And uh, I was looking at some of those African safari hunts. Have you ever had any interest on hunting some African game? I don't have no interest in going to hunt game in Africa. None at all? No. That you don't want... You wouldn't like to get you a hippo? No. An elephant? No. If I, if I killed an exotic animal, it had to be able to be mounted into my house. And it'd be hard to mount a hippo What and a, put it in your house. Uh, so, give me the definition of an exotic animal. Of an exotic animal? Because to me, an animal's an animal. What makes an animal exotic? Well, I mean, an exotic animal, like, you got everything. There's a lot of exotic Give me stuff. the definition. Because to me, an animal's an animal. Uh, uh, to me, a dang uh, grizzly bear ain't no different than a hippopotamus. They're both an animal. I mean, right here it says that an exotic animal is anything wild or non-domesticated. There you go. So don't ever say that word to me again. So every animal is an exotic animal. Yeah. That you're hunt that's except, out in the wilderness. Except a house animal. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? So next time somebody says, "Hey, there's a deer running around in my backyard." Well, whoa, an exotic animal. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I was looking at them hunts, and I didn't, I didn't really get in depth with anybody or whatever, because it's high dollar to go over. Mm -hmm. it's, it's high dollar to go over and hunt in Africa and there's a lot to it uh, but if I got to hunt if I went to hunt in Africa I think I'd, I don't I don't have any interest in hippopotamus elephant uh, kudu leopard or gazelle gazelle I feel like that's just a deer an impala you're not fooling anybody gazelle yeah, I, I, me personally I don't have any interest in there's only one animal over there I have any interest in hunting. You don't have interest in a, in a bee raft? Why would... 
I don't understand why anybody would want to kill a giraffe. I want. I bet giraffe meat's pretty good. I bet it all tastes good. Nah, I'm gonna have to I bet. Every, I bet every bit of it tastes good. I bet a hyena ain't that ain't that good. Uh, this is coming from oh, a boy. Wild dog. This is coming from a boy that a few podcasts ago was talking about eating coyote. Yeah. So so I, now I didn't say it was good. So I now, said I would eat it. So now all of a sudden hyena. You don't think a hyena would be good? I, I, this this boy over here said that he would eat coyote meat. You wouldn't eat a hyena? I didn't say I wouldn't eat. I said it probably wouldn't be good. Right. But I would eat it. Okay. I, I would try anything. But whether if it's not good, I ain't going to keep eating it. So I got one animal over there I'd like to hunt, and that's the Cape buffalo. I could sit there. Cape buffalo's big. I can say, oh, that's a big boy, son. Yeah. That's a big boy. I can sit there and watch Cape Buffalo hunts for hours. They just, I don't know what it is about it. I just, I, that's, that's what I want to hunt. When you talk about bucket list hunts, Cape Buffalo, moose, and I'm talking about a moose anywhere, and a brown bear. Cape buffaloes range from 660 to 2,000 pounds. 660 to 2,000 pounds. I'm assuming 660 is a, a baby Cape buffalo. To to 2,000 pounds. And then things can run up to 35 miles an hour. That's scooting for, for a one-ton animal. For yeah. a one-ton exotic, that's scooting. That's a car coming at you, cuz. Yeah. Right. That That's, yeah. I ain't got... What, what, Imagine that thing turn around and charges you. Or have you seen them them folks over there hunting them cro- them Nile crocodiles? Oh yeah, I ain't hunting crocodile. I feel like uh, it just wouldn't be a fun hunt. I feel like it'd just be like alligator hunting. See what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, I, alligator hunt's fun. What you well, talking I about? I ain't never been. I'm yeah. just saying I can alligator hunt way cheaper than i can go over there and oh absolutely hunt. but a, a big old crocodile, crocodile is just a just a souped up alligator yeah i seen the video of this old guy shot a crocodile in the in the water and then villagers went out there with big old long sticks jobbing them in the in the bottom trying to find that thing a crocodile will eat your tail son i ain't get i'm not getting in the water if i see a crocodile an alligator a snake do you know how to run from a crocodile, it like a Z. Yeah. If you're running from an alligator or a crocodile, you run like a Z. Left. Left. Right. right left. left. Yeah. Hmm. Now don't do it. I know. I know. An alligator can't run like side to side type deal. Yeah. Because an alligator runs straight. The only way it can turn is to stop, turn, and then run again. Yeah. So you run like a Z. Why you running big old zigzag? You know now don't run a backwards Z, cause you'll run into him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. If you run a backwards Z, you just yeah. Boom. I now, feel I feel like you're gonna run a five or an eight. <laughs> you might even run a six. A six and hit him. Hit him. I feel like you're gonna run a maybe maybe a maybe a thirteen <laughs> or a fifth or a forty three or something like that. Yeah, you're gonna make you're gonna make a big six and run into the side of that joker. Now here here's what you also got to take into account that an alligator can run twenty mile an hour. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah that's faster than you. That's faster than you. I know it, but not when I run a Z. 
He can't run a Z that fast. So, I mean, your initial run when this alligator starts coming at you has got to be to the left. You've got to start going to the left. You can't run forward a little ways and then cut to the left. Right. You've got to start off on the left. Yeah. Or that joker's got you. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he'll, he'll catch you. So, but I'm going to be so fast when I when I take off left. As soon as I take that right, he's going to say, oh, no, I can't catch that fool. I'm going back to the house. Because when you take that right, then that's when you cut back in his line of vision. You know what I mean? He's going to be, oh, that joker done fell deep, son. No, he done fell. Whoa. <laughs> you know what so I mean? you're running to the left and forward still. Yeah. So you're still running forward. You ain't just you ain't just solid and, left. And then I'm you, gonna, I'm gonna you're cut, more of a 45. I'm going to cut a hardcore right. You know what I mean? Oh, so you're going to run like a 45 and then cut a hardcore right just boom straight across in front of him that's right and you you, you down in tupelo yeah and he weighed down there the time, he weighed down there in new Orleans. you got to have your ears turned up so you can hear that tail drag across when he makes his turn and that's when you cut again oh so you got you got to be able to listen for his turn <laughs> yeah, that's right no that's right you got to be able to listen to it son when i'm running from something there's one rule what's that don't look back just keep going When's the last time you... Okay, when's the first time you ever run from anything? A while ago. You a long time ago. That baby deer. I didn't run from that thing. I couldn't run. Well, by crackles, you come in the house like you run, out of breath, and everything else. Yeah, but that was after the deer was gone. Hosh almighty. That, that, that genuinely scared me. Yeah. I don't know. It, it wasn't because I'm scared of deer. <laughs> That's not why I was scared. <laughs> it was scary. I was, it was more of a shock than it right. was a scare. I'm like, whoa, people don't just have baby deers run up in their garage all the time. Right. So, yeah. Also, with there, there was also that one time I run, we had that trailer outside, and you was backing up to it. Remember that? And you got out to pick up the trailer. And I was standing there, and I was going to grab the cinder block because we had the head of it because it didn't have the arm. We had the head of it sitting on the cinder block, so it wasn't laying on the ground. You saw I'm going to lift up the trailer, pull the cinder block out, and you lifted up the trailer, and all them all them wasps come out of the yeah. head of that trailer. Yeah, out of the tongue. Yeah. Now, I was gone then, too. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. So, if, it, if wasps, hornets, bees, yellow jackets, you I don't care what it is. I'm gone. You, you remember that time we was picking up hay and uh, over at the cow pasture, and y'all was little. I mean, y'all was little knotheads. And uh, Buck picked up that bale of hay, oh, and then bees yeah. was under it, and they they started stinging him. And remember, he was running across the hay field, swatting, hitting himself in the head. <laughs> How old was y'all? You remember that? Oh, that was... That was a long time ago. I had to look. It's. It, I had that picture of us standing on that bell of hay or that trailer. Oh full yeah, of you hay. still got it. I had to find it. I found it on Mama's Facebook. Did you? Or, yeah, Mama's old Facebook. Yeah. Man, Buck standing up on top of that trailer. Oh, that man, that was that, good times, son. That, that, that was fun. That was good times. Was pulling out with the old. Remember, we had the old white truck. Old cat eye shipping boy. Okay, we sh- we shouldn't have got rid of that thing. Yeah, you're right. That, that right now, you had that truck. That's a fifteen thousand dollar truck. <laughs> so they had the outfitters there. They had the call makers. They had all your clothes and all your hats. 
they didn't have that much ammo. Uh, now, firearms manufacturers were there. Yeah. Selling, you know, Guns some of their foreign stuff uh, like firearms. And all in all, you know, I would say it was pretty good if, if, if you're planning on if you if you got something specific you're looking for, or if you're just in the market for something, then I would say yeah, it's it's an awesome place to go, hang out, and network, and talk to a lot of people, and and check out the new turkey calls on the market, and the new vest, and the backpacks, and all that good them boots. Yeah, and, I mean you're walking like there was one we looked at, and I'm gonna talk about them because they it really surprised me. I ain't bought none yet, but I plan on it. And that's them light boots. That's the, that's the name. I didn't see those. It's L I T E boots. Okay. Them jokers, they're seventy bucks a pair. And I mean they they I looked them up on the website. And it says they weigh less than twenty six ounces. Right. And it's a pair of rubber boots. I mean the dude me and, me and Shorty was walking by and I sort of looked over and I pointed at him and the dude just hands me hands me one of them and I hold it and I'm like like you know how when you're picking up a gas can. You expect it to be full of gas, so you have that little bit of oomph to your pickup, but you pick up an empty gas can and just sling your arm way right. up in the air. That's right. I felt like I yanked that boot from that guy, because I was expecting, you know, a sort of heavier boot. Yeah. And I yanked that boot, and I was like, whoa, this joker right here ain't got no weight to where, it, son. Where are they made at? I don't know. Hmm. Now that I think about it, I can't remember where he said they were made at. Yeah. Was it in America? It, it was in America. Okay. But I, I was trying to think of where he said they were making them at. Oh, that's that boot you was talking about that's like, if you order them now, you get it April the 1st. Yeah. They're like a little over a month out. Yeah. Okay. But for for if, if they're good as a boot is what they was talking, I yeah. mean, they're worth the wait for did 70 bucks. You, did you look at any reviews online or anything? I, I didn't look at any reviews. I was just sort of, I was sort of reading about them. Right. I know that there was one on there from uh, Shorty showed us from that yacht yacht. He said they were great boots. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure more people have left reviews. I just ain't look. But I'd like to get me a pair. Yeah. That was one thing there that just sort of surprised me was a boot like that. So all in all, what what you end up buying? You bought a hat, some shotgun I shells, three boxes of shells, some. Some calls from Legacy Game Calls. Mm -hmm. They're made in America, too. Right. I bought a woodpecker and a coon squall. Right. And then I bought this hat I'm wearing. It says foot on the head. Foot on the head. Got a joker with his foot on the turkey's head. So explain the foot on the head. How many people has walked up to you and seen that hat and said, foot on the head? What's that mean? Absolutely zero people have asked me that. Well, explain it while but, I scratch my ear. But foot on the head is so when when you kill a turkey more than likely he's gonna be out there flopping because he ain't he probably ain't completely dead yet you see what i'm saying so you go out there and you put your foot on his head to keep him from jumping up and going anywhere right as he's coming to rest yeah so that's that's where, as he passes on that's where foot on the head comes from there you go that's that's a pretty cool hat i had never seen never seen him before i seen that i was like i'll buy one of them foot on the head Mm-hmm. So, all in all, what did you think of the trip? Three and a half hours to go up there. Now, at this convention, y'all, 
they have a turkey calling contest they have a call making contest they have seminars on trapping when we was up there i remember about half when we were about halfway through the convention they announced that there was a trapping seminar going yeah, on right I'd, I'd have liked to have looked at that because i'm I'm thinking about getting into the trapping type yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got some traps and stuff, but you ain't even started running them. Well, I, I looked it up, and I found the paperwork to fill out to get a commercial trapping license. Yeah. But then you said there's a way to get the license for free or something mm-hmm. just to do trapping well, for yourself. It's not free. Well, I'm sure it's not free, but yeah, something where it ain't commercial, I guess. But I have, yeah. I'm still having to look into it. So all in all, what'd you, what did you think of the show? It, I like it. It it wouldn't be something that I'd go to every year. Yeah. Unless they was having something, unless there was something there I really wanted to look at or something like that. Now it was at the the Opryland Hotel and Resort. Yeah. In Nashville, and that was by far the fanciest hotel I've ever been in in my life. Oh yeah. That thing was like something out of Beverly Hills. They had the. What was they calling it? The Winterfest or something? Yeah. They had a big old ice skating rink out there. I, that's the first time I'd ever seen any ice skating. I, I said, what I in the thinking, world? It is February, and we're out here ice skating. Oh, they was out there. They was they having had, a competition. They had Christmas lights and everything up. Yeah. Like, Dang. Y'all jokes talking about how people put, keep their Christmas lights on their porch all year. Hopperland Hotel keep them lit up. Year-round, son. Um. So that place was pretty nice. All in all, I really and enjoyed it. The whole time you're walking through there, the noise that is going on, and not not complaining about it, but there's just people turkey calling everywhere. Turkey calling, owl and you hooting. got owl hooting, and you got duck calling going on, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. We walked by this one guy, and Daddy, this joker letting out this owl hooting. Daddy just go, mm, I got the owl. That's right. Sounded and good. You went back and got one too. I did. That that owl hoot I got. Um, it's made out of Tennessee poplar. Tennessee poplar. Tennessee poplar. What What did you think? So all in all, you enjoyed the NWTF sports show at the convention. Oh yeah, you enjoyed it. I like when you. I, I remember when you first come through the gate. Remember the Tennessee DNR had the little stand right there, mm-hmm. and they had all them deer, them big yeah. old nice deer that they had confiscated from people because that was harvested illegally yeah that was pretty cool they had one there that was a, a, an owl well i guess you call that albino yeah it's full white did it say what but it, it didn't have the tag on it it didn't have the tag. i mean you you'd be surprised how big them deer were yeah or the, the antlers anyway yeah. wide and tall that they had to confiscate because people harvest them through the yeah. sitting in the truck or yeah. off the road or, yeah the tag might have said night hunting or poaching yeah. or what's wrong with your eye i don't know it's you, itching well quit scratching it it's bugging the far out of me son is it making your eye itch <laughs> don't go in there and splash some water in it or something put right. some mouthwash in oh, it whoa um all in all i i really enjoyed it it definitely wouldn't be something i'd go to every year we've been wanting to go to it for a long time i mean i mean you could go to it every year i mean it, it, it ain't but a day trip you know <laughs> if you roll in like me, son. Yeah. If you're yeah. doing the if you're doing the trip like every single dad does a trip. <laughs> get up at five o'clock in the morning, be out the door by five oh five. Hammer down, boy. Be back home before the street lights come on. Hammer down. Still have time to 
cook your supper and do everything else on your normal schedule. If you make a vacation into a work day hour. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be getting on me, son, because of the way I run a trip. I was very surprised how you did going up there. What do you mean? Because usually when Daddy says, break the GPS out, that's when stuff starts getting confused. Just like our Talbot County trip. Well, it's pretty easy. 75 to 24, and then you just you just keep the hammer down the whole way. They ain't from where we live. Yeah. 75 north to 24 west, and just go. I tell you what, it was nice riding up there in that new truck but got. I know it. That was nice. What did you think about the the coming back Mon Eagle? Going through Mon Eagle where them uh emergency truck ramps are runaway oh, truck them, ramps. Things was crazy. I had, I had never seen them before. Yeah. I, I didn't even know what when I first seen the first one, Shorty was just like, There it is. I'm like, What are we talking about? <laughs> and I seen the sign that said runaway ramp. So you can see that you can see the tire tracks in them. Yeah, so on I twenty four uh, coming out of Nashville, the the grade is six percent. You're going downhill at a six percent grade, mm-hmm. and those tractor trailers go down through yonder. And if they get on their brakes too much, you hear it in the truck driving culture, especially where we live, you know, in this general area, people talk about going over Mon Eagle all the time. Yeah, you know. If it comes up, something like that, oh, have you ever been over Mon Eagle? Or, oh, one time I was going over Mon Eagle and Mon Eagle this and Mon Eagle that. So if they get on their brakes too long, they'll burn their brakes up. We went by that one truck going down Mon Eagle. Remember, and there was smoke coming from the back passenger tire? Yeah. Yeah, his dang axle or something had burned up. Yeah. Yeah. So Dude, that, stuff, that stuff stinks, yeah. son. And they got that. They got two runaway truck ramps. And the interesting thing about them is, so you're going down this hill, and I think it's a four-mile stretch that you're going down Mon Eagle, and the trucks are supposed to use the right-hand lane, and their their speed is, they, they got it, it's different for weights on it, but it's 45 mile an hour for a tractor-trailer, and 55 mile an hour for all other vehicles. And if they lose their brakes, can't stop, these truck, runaway truck ramps are on the left-hand side of the interstate. They're not on the right-hand side. So if yeah, you're- they're not on the side of the road that the trucks are going down. Right, so they've got to cross two lanes of traffic to hit that ramp. I would imagine you have to be pretty skilled to be able to do that. Imagine what's going through one of them truckers' heads when they have to hit one of those runaway ramps. And imagine how many times a car has been coming up the road. Oh, I know it. And that that trucker have no other option but to hit that runaway ramp. Yeah. And have to essentially put in that car's life in danger. Oh, well, no joke. I mean. So here's, here's the question I got for you. You've had your license two years, right? Mm-hmm. If I'd have said, hey, Cooney, come on up here and meet me at the NWTF show and let's hang out in Opryland Resort for a day because I wouldn't have said let's hang out in Nashville because I ain't going nowhere else but to where I'm going. 
and you would have been coming back to the house what uh would you even knew what was up right through there i mean like coming back how we come back yeah what's going on with those i mean i know they got signs up but would you even probably not yeah I, i honestly what was going through my mind before we started talking about it was why is that one on that side of the road why ain't it on the side of the road that the truck's going down Mm-hmm. which make it makes sense but what well, the reason I, mean, it I, might, I didn't even know those were a thing really oh yeah i didn't even know runaway yeah. them runaway ramps were a thing oh yeah there's i think there's a place in utah now i don't know how many there are but i think the runaway truck ramps or ramp i can't remember it's on the left hand side too some some mountain range up there but the, but they have to build them there where they're at because the right hand side is where the mountain sure enough drops off yeah and i mean they that would be and i'm not they have that that would be a feat they to have build the them area on the right. they have the area before you go down where all them trucks y'all said the truck has to stop to check their and brakes check their brakes yeah do a brake check Man. that's right because that, that that would just be scary as a truck driver and as somebody else on the road if even if you're in the trucks in the right hand lane and mm-hmm. you're in the left hand lane going the same way the truck is right that truck has to get over it has to get over that's right i mean i'm sure i'm sure a truck driver's not gonna hit a car on purpose yeah but i mean it'd be it'd be scary for sure yeah, you got to pay mine. So if you was coming down through there, brand new driver, you you wouldn't even be expecting a truck to all of a sudden come trying to to get over Especially two lanes. Especially I was coming the coming up the mount, mountain and seeing that run away. I'm like, what's up with that pile of well, dirt right well, there? Well, on, on the other side, they're not. You don't have them because you're climbing it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but then big trucks is coming over into your side of the road to hit it. Yeah, going down the mountain. Yeah. yeah. So you if said I'm if coming you, up. Yeah, you mean if you're coming up beside the truck? Yeah. 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 Yeah, because they don't have them on the side going up the mountain. Yeah. Right. So that was pretty neat, wasn't it? Yeah. Have you ever heard the Johnny Cash song, Mon Eagle? Mm Mm-mm. You ain't never heard that song? Nope. Cooney, I thought you was a country. Never heard it. Well, when we get off this podcast, you're going to have to listen to it. I'm going I'm to tell you something that I've come to realize, and this is going to make a lot of people mad. Oh, here we go. But and, <laughs> and I ain't being silly. I'm being, this is my honest, this is how I honestly think my opinion on Johnny Cash. <laughs> okay. He has, I'm going to give him. I, I feel like something awful's about to come out of your mouth. I'm going to give him that he has maybe. Two, maybe three good songs. Holy smokes. Ring of Fire, that ain't a good song. It's been overplayed. It ain't worth nothing no more. Okay. So, I mean, you got some good ones like the song Cocaine Blues. I like that one. Okay. And I think that's the only song. What about, what's the name of that song? I don't know the name of it. I can't remember. Uh, How High Is the Water? Oh, how high's the water, Mama? Yeah, that's a pretty good. One. That's a good one. What about a boy named Sue? I mean, I can get behind it, but I mean, those are just songs that everybody knows, right? So they just, it just 
Everybody, what? when you say Johnny Cash, everybody already jumps Ring of Fire or Boy Named Sue. Well, so you ain't never got into any of the deep cuts? That There's one song, I, another song I like by Johnny Cash. I want to say it's called, I think it's just called the Lumberjack song or something like that. But he's singing this is about the little boy that becomes a lumberjack. And they're giving out all this. You have to look it up. I don't know. I'm not going to sing it. You know what the goofiest thing is uh, that Johnny Cash did? What's that? On the Highwaymen song where he said, I fly a starship. (laughs) (laughs) In that song, he's talking about being a dad blasted astronaut. I'm like, yeah. No, Johnny Cash can't be no astronaut. None of them can be what they're talking about in that song. (laughs) I was a damn builder. Yeah. Well, I I guess you. They could have been a damn builder, but... Well, speaking about that whole area right there, we, we're getting way off the subject of outdoors. <laughs> but uh, that whole area right there where Alabama meets Tennessee and all that, coming through Mont Eagle and Lookout Mountain and all that, that's uh, the Tennessee River and Lookout Mountain. That's that whole area in there is what Alabama wrote the song, Mountain Music, and tennessee river yeah, all about. I know, the whole the whole time going up there daddy just kept going you see that mountain i'm gonna climb that mountain one day yeah see that mountain <laughs> over there Daddy just kept going mountain 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 that's right <laughs> then every once in a while i give you a little bit swim across the river i can't even i can't even swim in the bathtub <laughs> exactly <laughs> what did you did you have anything to add to this podcast because i think we got I mean, we got what's wild our, on this booger bear. What's our time looking like? Uh, I think it says 49 minutes. 49 minutes? You didn't have nothing for the podcast. Not nothing. Nothing that would be time consumption worthy. Oh, so you got something that's, that's you about to present a podcast the next time around? I don't know if it'd be present. I mean, it definitely takes some of your input to make it a full one, but it, it'd, be, it'd be podcast worthy. I'm working on a guest. That's got an awesome story, mm. an awesome coon hunting story. Well, I say awesome. It don't turn out too good. So I'm working on him. I'm excited a, for that. It's an awesome story anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's going to tick a lot of people off. I'm mad about it. I, I still ain't even got You've told me a little bit about it. I ain't yeah. got the full story. But well, you ain't going to get it till it's time for the podcast. Oh, that for real? Yeah, believe that. I, I, so. You keep doing that to me. You tell me about these guests. And why are they coming to talk? And you're just like, mm, you have to wait till the podcast. You need to condition this call. He come with a brillo pad, and you have just slapped right rid of my brillo pad. Daddy's got this this bag that he started using for turkey hunting. It's got one strap, it's like a sackage of wheel bag. That's right. I found that thing in my in my room earlier. Did you? It's got all of our all of our turkey shells in it too. You got my calls in it. Everything you put in it's still in it. I bought me I bought me some brand new Pecker Record calls, boy, at the NWTF show. That one, you, that one you're messing with is a Pecker Record. I'm, I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll, son. I didn't, I didn't even... I looked at a few calls when me and Buck were looking around, but I didn't buy any. You ain't never been a calling man. No, nah, I just ain't really been big You've just on been a before. shooter. Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to be there to put the meat on the table. Wow. I'm the sharpshooter. That's my skill set. Why, well, Kenny G? 
we're about to close this unit down. Shut it down. If you ain't got nothing else to add. Mm-mm. All right, we'll put this booger on the on the thing, get it fired up. Do it. All right, we'll holler at y'all. Deuces.